That's us recording. Okay. Do we do it 10? No, we don't. Okay, no. Ben, what did yes. you used to do for a job? What did I do for a job? What did you used to I, do for a job? I was a, a journalist. Right. And what kind of what kind of journalist? I nearly gave the game I can, away. I can see where this is going. I was a broadcast journalist. Oh. So what is it about an audiovisual telephone call that phases you quite as much as this? I think it's because it's my home and I'm sort of a bit, I don't know, private and proprietorial about that sort of stuff. So private you can't turn up to the Zoom call. <laughs> I was sitting in the Zoom party on my own. Have you actually had a Zoom party? It was a party for one. <laughs> but I, isn't a Zoom I also had Christmas baubles hanging off my ears. I took them off. The lipstick was bright red, all gone now. Oh, it's no. over. Did like Christmas is over. Did you have a Santa hat on? No, I had an elf one. <laughs> right. What we're going to anyway. do is let me explain to everyone. Hello, everyone. Really lovely to see you. Not so lovely, <laughs> maybe, to be in a non-party room, which uh, is someone has managed to kill the festive spirit. Um, we're going to do a quiz. And we've yeah. done this quiz before because someone couldn't manage to press record again. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is do some oldies and maybe we've forgotten and I've cooked up a couple of new ones. Oh, have you? That's very clever. Well, it wasn't that clever. It was just all about our podcast, which I edit, so that's fine. Okay, right. So do you want Christmas, me to go first? It's Christmas and it's quiz time <laughs> with Mitzi. Oh. I still haven't opened the right... Oh, this is it. I won't tell you what the document is called that I use for this kind of paraphernalia. Oh, my goodness. Now I see an array of documents that all have names that sound very bitter and mean something to you. Yeah, only bitter towards you though, not to anyone else. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Are you ready to go down? I'm starting first then. Oh, oh no, this one's three. You see if you remember it again. Which woman's body was found in the snow in Bristol on Christmas Day 2010, um, where in which the media were prosecuted for framing an eccentric landlord. Yes, well, I remember bits of this, and I, I, I certainly remember the story. Um, it was a huge story at the time. And although I didn't, I didn't go and cover it from Bristol, I did some coverage of it from, uh, from London, because I was working over Christmas that time, that year, I think, or part of I always used to work Boxing Day. Um, I remember the landlord's name was Christopher Jeffries, and he um, ended up, I think, suing lots of newspapers because I think he looked a little bit eccentric. He had slightly kind of crazy looking hair. And I think the press kind of decided, all oh, right, it's the weirdo landlord what done it. However wrong that was, they made that decision. And a lot of the newspaper coverage was very, you know, slyly suggesting. I mean, things like, you know, oddball landlord, oddball landlord returns to the, to the murder scene and stuff. And I mean, without saying it in so many words, they were clearly suggesting, you know, that he would be the police's prime suspect. He sued and won because it turns out it wasn't him at all. Um, but the young woman who was murdered was Joanna Yates. And that's and my answer. 
That is that the answer which um, you decided that the questions went on too long last time? Is that is that the shortened version? That's the shortened version, but I don't remember the name of the killer, and you're going to tell me that. Oh, Vincent Tabac. Tabac, that's it. Vincent Tobacco. <laughs> okay, you're going. Vincent, Vincent Tobacconist. Really. But we all fall asleep. Okay, here's my first question to you, Victoria, and of course to anybody listening in. Name a famous baddie who died of COVID. And there are two potential answers to this, and they're both kind of baddies, but in different ways. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll give my answer. I've already done this, so I know what the answer is. And I knew it first time. Maybe that's more relevant. I didn't know it straight off the bat, actually. But there is a new documentary, I think, about him. There's certainly a documentary about him on Netflix at the moment, which is amazing. And basically saying that... Have you heard of it, Ben? No. It's saying that, um, well, this will help you, uh, help you conclude who it is, um, that the women weren't necessarily prostitutes who he was killing. Um, oh, well, they... It was all over the papers, and that uh, that they were, and he just generally killed women. So his name is Peter Sutcliffe. Correct. The the other baddie that I was talking about was the fictional baddie from the Star Wars films, David Dave Prowse, who's the actor who played Darth Vader, who was the baddie in Star Wars, and he died. I didn't say that last time. So um, if you think. About the deaths from COVID. The other strikingly high mortality rate is among 70s comedians. You had Bobby Ball, Eddie Large and Tim Brooke Taylor all died of COVID. Well, uh, leaving their... follow, isn't it? Because they're all old. Well, maybe. But I mean, talking of, you know, two of them were part of double acts, which means the other half of the double act is still alive. So you've got um, Tommy Cannon left over and Sid Little, which, I mean, if they got together to sort of like, you know, carry on, it would be Little Cannon which doesn't quite have the same ring, I don't feel. Oh, oh. Right. Who are... Oh, what is a dirty Sanchez? <laughs> what oh, is a dirty... On. I also have to say, it was in our episode 30 uh, in October, if you want to reference that. Um, well, I think I'm, what I, I'm going to answer this by saying that <laughs> Dirty Sanchez was the nickname we gave to Scottish MP Margaret Ferrier, who um, travelled around the country having had a COVID test when she shouldn't have done. She travelled down for her constituency in Scotland, where she visited a leisure centre and stood by a swimming pool. Uh, she then went to the House of Parliament. She spoke in the House of Parliament. She had dinner with another Scottish MP and then went back to Scotland. Um, having tested, having had a COVID test because she was apparently suffering symptoms, which of course is against all the rules. Exactly what a dirty Sanchez is, <laughs> I believe it's a, a term that originates in pornography. And it's when- What is it in pornography? Can't you just do it in the privacy of your own, comfort of your own bedroom? Well, if you want to be dirty Sanchez, I'm sure you can, but I just, that's what I've never tried. I try not um, to be. Clearly, I'm very purient when it comes to You're Sanchez dirty or otherwise. of it. Uh, do, to have a dirty Sanchez, do you have to be wearing your Mexican lipstick? I think it gives you Mexican lipstick, doesn't it? No, not well, <laughs> not, not quite. It adds an extra frisson, I think. So what is it, Ben? 
A dirty Sanchez is when a male adult performer impales a lucky lady adult performer in the anus and upon withdrawing his, uh, <laughs> his tool, he discovers that it may have been slightly soiled, at which point the lucky lady has to then lick it off. I think we might be on a different page with that. I always thought it was something else. What do you think, Dirty Sanchez? I don't know, I'm a bit loath to looking it up here. Did I you not look at you? I, I mean, you surely know the answer. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was something different. Okay, what did you think it was? I, think, I thought it was like felching. <laughs> felching? <laughs> Maybe it is then, I don't know. Oh, it's talking about it being a British stunt show. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Ah, it's films involving arse to mouth action. Okay, which is what I kind of said, isn't it? No, because you said all about other stuff going on. That was probably from your own little brain. Um, what do you think arse to mouth involves? <laughs> you just spelled it out. Okay, so when the you talked about sex, you were talking about sex. Well, porn performers, yeah, that's what, that's what arse to mouth is. It's porn performers where a man has anal sex with a woman and then takes his penis There's out. No anal sex involved. You can have a dirty Sanchez without anal sex. How? Because you can just felch. But that's not dirty Sanchez, that's felching. Go to Urban Dictionary and read the, the, the definition. But this is a good bit. It describes the act of leaving a shit moustache on a partner's face. Oh, you are right! I read the next bit! Listen, by taking your cock out of her ass and putting it in her mouth without wiping it off first. I honestly didn't know that sex needed to be present for a dirty Sanchez to happen, but now I know what Margaret Perry has really been up to. <laughs> but did you not know that? I thought you knew. my own sword! <laughs> Right then, okay, is it my turn to ask a question? Oh, that was really difficult. <laughs> okay. okay, here's my question, which is, on a typical night, actually no, in a typical year of making and delivering presents, how many laws or regulations do you think Santa breaks? I thought this was name, name a certain amount of laws. Yeah, okay. And name, and name them. Okay. How many and name them? Okay. I, there was drink slaying. <laughs> drunk slaying. Drunk in charge of a sleigh. Drunk in charge of a carriage. Yes. Go on. If he's, if he, assuming he's had a glass of port at every house he stops at, or sherry or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you said speeding. Speeding, you know, if he's going to get around the whole world in one night. How many do you want? Um, I'm thinking there are a couple of others that you haven't mentioned yet. You've got speeding, animal you've got drink cruelty. driving. Animal cruelty. Yeah. Why is there animal cruelty? Uh, because he gives, he gives all the reindeer dirty Sanchez's. <laughs> the dirty Rudolph. <laughs> dirty Ringdolph. Dirty Blitzen. <laughs> okay, um, no, because... give me the rest of them. Okay, the last, there's only one more. And that, oh, there's two more actually. One is uh, if he's going to find out which children are naughty and nice, the chances are that's going to break um, GDPR regulations. Oh, yeah. And 
and if he's getting the elves to make to presents for everybody in the run to Christmas, to make that many, they're going to have to work around the clock, which is going to break working time directives. Oh, who cares about that these days? We're not in Europe, so we're fine. <laughs> I suppose he's not in Europe. He's in Lapland, isn't he? On <laughs> the North Pole. Oh. Well, I've always heard slavery was fine there. <laughs> right, well, you're... The is clean. There's some kind of sticky substance on them. Right. <laughs> mm, which ones are, oh yes, which nicknames have we had on this programme right here, YDLMF, um, for oh. following people? Amber Heard, Ghislaine Maxwell, and Jeffrey Epstein, and criminal Delroy Grant. Okay, so I'm going to start with the last one first. The last one, Delroy Grant, was known as the Night Stalker. Um, uh, who was the other ones? Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine who was the first one you gave me? Amber Heard. Oh, Amber Heard was Amber Turd because of the allegation that she left a big poo in the bed, the marital bed. Yep, a human poo, not a, not a boo poo, an Amber Heard. <laughs> Boo's her dog, right? Oh, that goes on to the next, oh God, I spoiled the next question. Okay, go on. Um, then G Ghislaine Maxwell, we decided to call Ghislaine Maxwell. Because that seems to be her stock in trade. Okay, go uh, on to what you called the other one and then fit the nicknames together. Oh, and then just, uh, J J Jeffrey Epstein was Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> so we've got Jazzy Jeff and Jizzy Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've done them a favour. Uh, what? Seriously, she, no, we've done them a favour. She can abscond in uh, with a really stylish name now. Jizzy Rascal. Jizzy Rascal. Jizzy Rascal. <laughs> oh my god, put out an APB for Jizzy Rascal. <laughs> She's breaking for the border. <laughs> Sanchez. Yeah, well, we yeah, we were going to talk more about that. Either way, you'll go. Okay. Well, let's talk about let's stick with the Night Stalker. Who famously caught the Night Stalker and how? Was a guest on the show. Do we need to know his nickname? <laughs> I don't know if he has a nickname. We could make one up. Don't you remember his nickname? Go on. Colin Sutton? Yeah, that's right. DCI Colin Sutton, that's correct. That's the what answer. What did we call him? Colon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> how, how did he He's really him? nice. I don't mean that in a horrible way. <laughs> I mean, he's, um, I mean, he's a lovely colon. Hopefully, I'm having back on when his um, program is ready to, to transfer. Like I'm calling him things like that. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Colin's got a great sense of humour, even when I'm talking. Um, so, well, yeah, so, how did he get. They, um, they flooded the streets with cops uh, because they found out what area they thought he was operating in. And then the first time he got away because he was a cricketer and he could run well, and the second time nabbed him. Absolutely right. Yeah, that's that's correct. They, um, Colin looked at where he sort of stuck and thought there's a real pattern here. There's clearly an area that he likes to frequent and I'll just... And it, the thing is, for a couple of weeks, nothing happened. They had all these cops in the streets and there was no sign of him. And I, I remember Colin telling us that he got really, really quite nervous. <laughs> this is going to be a great big waste of money. But then they, they struck a cup, they struck... Um, they struck gold, so to speak, and they, they caught him. So well done, Colin. And I remember him recounting a cordial conversation that they had about cricket when they met for the first time. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
and he was he did hideous things to old especially old people it was hideous that yeah okay your question now Ooh. oh let's get okay just for a bonus point on the um on the nicknames one what are the names of johnny depp and amber heard uh by the way have a have, go and have a listen to um the nick wallace interview if because it's kind of coming to the time of year where we're not going to do an episode next week and um you've got time to kind of kick back and laugh uh, laugh again at, uh, at our funny stuff have a listen through to that where was it mm, it was july august so yeah. look back at that episode um what are the names of their dogs oh the dog i can't i was gonna say i can't remember johnny depp's nickname but the names of the dog were were boo and pistol Yep. But can I ask a like real question? Yep. Well, um, where in the world was the dogging story that we covered uh, back in... Actually, we've had a mail, we've had an email about the dogging story. Yeah, I'm gonna, I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, I think, well, I think it must be, it was one of our first episodes and then we didn't stop talking about dogging for about three months. <laughs> At the beginning, so that would have been about May. Um, yeah, where was it? Hmm? You wouldn't stop talking about dogging. Mm, I have a soft spot for dogging. Oh, isn't that? It's it's, it's your um. It's near you, isn't it? It's in um. Oh, something wood is it? Haddonwood. Oh, is it actually? It's it's Holden. But Holden. I don't know if that's Holden Wood. I think you sort of oh. made up that it was in the woods because where you go, your dogging place is in the woods. <laughs> okay, I made <laughs> up that it's in... <laughs> well, it presumably it's somewhere discreet. It's not like in the middle of a housing estate, is it? Uh, it was where a whole load of the story was tied into the fact that the judge was concerned about the people in the story being off-grid. No, he was concerned about them interrupting the doggers. And you never know what you might see or something. Do you remember that? Because you picked up on that. People living off the grid were getting very fed up with all the dogs going there and thinking that it's going to spoil their life. Sorry, say again. Is it my turn for another question? No, say that about people living off the grid because it broke up. My recollection of that story was that the complaint was made by people living off the grid who yeah. were worried dogs were going to come and sort of spoil their isolation. Oh no, but the, don't you remember the judge's comments in it? That the judge said, you, sh you may see things you shouldn't be seeing as if it was the right of the doggers to be getting like swinging in their private parts around in public. And you were like, what? That's the wrong way around. Yeah. As, if, as if it was the off-grid people with the dirty scumbags and it was perfectly okay <laughs> for judges to dog. Oh, <laughs> now there's a point. Okay, so we've talked, this is my next question, this is my last question. Yes. So we've talked about um, nicknames that we've got for people, because you asked me a question about nicknames. So I've got to, I'm going to ask you a question now about a name, but it's not a nickname, it's a name that somebody has taken. And I'm going to give you a clue. This person, um, I'm going to say their name in the way that they might say it, okay? Yep. So who is Yusuf Rahim? I got him confused with another criminal. Somebody with a very high-pitched voice. Do you think he really... Hang on, you've heard him. Does he really sound like that? 
Not quite. I mean, that was exaggerated for comic effect. Uh, How does he fun. sound? Do do some proper acting. Um, okay. So, um, uh, I felt like I was fighting for my life. <laughs> oh, very good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, he's cropped up a couple of times in our podcast, hasn't he? Yeah, he certainly has. Like well, Colin Sutton—that's the one that Colin Sutton called. Oh yeah. Um, and he definitely liked Delroy more than he liked Yusuf. <laughs> oh yes, or Levi. Levi, that's right. Yeah, Levi. That's my head there for a second. Levi. Belfield. Very good. Very Didn't good. You? Didn't you cover Millie Dowler? Yes, I did a lot, quite a lot of work on the Millie Dowler, both the disappearance and the subsequent trial of Levi Belfield. And also I did the trials of um, Belfield when he was accused of um, uh, murdering Emily Delagrange, Marshall McDonnell and attempting to murder Kate Sheedy. Well, then how dare it mess up his life? You said that Levi Belfield in court said it messed up his life. No, he said, I'm fighting for my life here. And yeah, Colin yeah, yeah. told that but was the moment when Belfield said, I'm fighting for my life when he was being cross-examined. Colin Sutton said that was the moment he looked over at the juries the jurors and saw them go like that. And it suddenly they clearly in their minds made that kind of correlation between here's Belfield whinging that he's fighting for his life. And yet that's exactly what he made those poor, you know, girls do, Emily, Marsha, and of course, Millie. So that was, I think the moment when the penny dropped for the jury. And from then on, it was all downhill believed by Belfield. There was no way he was getting other than the conviction. Hey guys, when do you think it's going to be the moment that the penny drops for Ben Ando? <laughs> the penny dropped a long time ago. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic about the fact that he is he's making out that this is ruining his life when he's been banging women on the head with hammers for God knows how long. Exactly. Honestly, what an inconvenience. It was even outrageous, I agree with you. Yeah. Out it was outrageous. Question for you. My poor starving daughter might get some food. Before you ask the question, I, can I just say I'm a little bit hurt that you haven't commented on my Christmas jumper that I put on specially. Oh, good. I was really hurt <laughs> that you left me hanging. Ask <laughs> <laughs> last question. You didn't comment on my Christmassy dress. Oh, it's lovely and you're radiant. I can't really see much of it. All I see is shoulder and head. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. You see much of that. <laughs> How, many questions we got? How many more questions are there for me? Two. I've got one. <laughs> oh, double chin. I did a double chin. Stop, stop. Right. How many glasses in total? Is it four? <laughs> Hang on. I thought it was two, but it's actually just one. <laughs> Go on, then ask me the last question. Okay. Who is the famous criminologist, famous friend of the podcast criminologist we had as our guest in June, who's also known as the investigator? Yes, that was brilliant, actually. I really enjoyed speaking to him. It was really, really interesting. Very much associated with um, coverage of the Maddie McCann disappearance. One of the first before. journalists on the scene in um, uh, Porto de Luz? Praia de Luz. Praia de Luz. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Mark Williams Thomas. 
I just realised that you can see my um, paint and poet uh, tribute portrait. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Look, cropped in the background. Oh, that's lovely. Can I talk about some listener interaction? Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be in a frame. I think this must be something to do with my daughter. Right. Yeah. We we received a lovely, lovely email from a lady called Frances, and I thought it was really nice what she said, actually. She said she likes listening to our podcast, but she goes on long walks with her dog that keep her sane. And she also has got some interesting things to say about the Southwest, which is where she's from, although apparently she now lives in Edinburgh. Um, she talked about Jill Dando a little bit, being a very famous Southwest uh, England newsreader, and a few other things as well. Oh, very yes, nice with the this is an email which got buried, didn't it? So we're sorry about that. It's been a little while ago. But it was really good. Thank you yeah. for writing in. We loved that because I also love the Holden dogging link. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't believe you're going out with your babies and see all the married men. I wanted to, when I was reading that bit, um, <laughs> and you told me that they were all married, and I thought, oh, how do you know you're asking them? But <laughs> I've realised that you just saw the wedding rings. What an up close. Next time, bring a camera. <laughs> See if you can get any dirty Sanchez footage. There you go, Francis. There's your challenge. Get your friend next time she goes to the dogging spots to take a camera with her. <laughs> well, we're very glad you enjoy our podcast. As are yeah. we, we should probably say a little hello to, um, to Ian and to um, Big Bear and Glamorous News Lady and all the people, all the podcasters as well. We're going to get on it on the podcast wagon next year to do some collaborations. We've got some things that we're talking about. Um, with that festive quiz over, I think that's, that's going to be a wrap for this visual one. Um, but I'm going to do a bit, a bit more audio myself on this one if I get a moment. Um, so you'll have a couple of stories. And just what I want to say is that we, we're taking a break next weekend. We're not going to be on next week. Uh, we're taking, sorry, we're taking a break next time. So we, will, we won't be back until the new year. That's right, isn't it, Victoria? Yes, until the 4th or 5th, that Tuesday. Um, and oh, do you know one? Yeah, I was going to say one more thing. Um, that one more thing. Hmm, you really deserve one of those at the moment. Come on. Tell um, you one more thing. Ben was banging on about being middle aged in our last edition <laughs> podcast, and I want to know how old you think middle aged is because. According to Ben, he's going to live to about 120. Oh, no. no, being middle-aged just goes older the older you get. You never quite want to face up the idea that you become old. I think but you're I think making can... a point by going oh. on about being middle-aged. It's drawing attention to the fact that you're not. I think it's reasonably accepted that old age doesn't start, start until at least you retire, which is at, what, 65? So... Nobody's going to get old until they're at 65. You're really you old know. at 65, though. I mean, like, I'm not saying you look old or anything, or you're, like, really falling apart, but that is an old person age. If you're 65, you can't say you're young. That's properly old. No, no yeah, as I was saying, 65 is an old person age. But when you're in your mid-50s, I don't think you're old. I think you're in middle age. Okay, I think 40s and 50s are middle age. 60s and up is old age. 30s and below is young. How about and that's my case. That is your case. Is that it? Is that your case? Yeah. I just had to prove that. Us on the postcard, our email. I don't know if I can work out how to do captions along the bottom, but um, you didn't let me finish podcasts at gmail.com. Um, 40s, 50s is middle, and 60s, 70s and up is old. 
So I've still got several years left of being middle-aged. So you're grouping yourself in with me in 40s and 50s? I suppose I am, yeah. You're both considerably older than me. <laughs> I think older than you, but we're both middle-aged. Well, I'm starting to tick a different box. My... Hang on, are you, are you trying to claim that you're still young? That you're still a spring chicken? Not like you are. I'm not trying to claim that, that's what I'm saying. you yourself into the middle-aged bracket. No, I've said, yeah, I am, but I am middle-aged. There's no way anybody would say I'm not middle-aged. But you no, seem to that's be not the issue. The fact is you're not middle-aged, you're old-aged. No, I'm not. You're on okay. the boundary. You're like the, the, when I did the BBC body fat quiz, I was on the boundary of obese. <laughs> no way. What? No way. I don't yep. believe that. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> happy holidays, everybody. And um, tell us whether you want to see us more. Because yeah. I wasn't sure about it, and I'm not sure about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure about me. Bye, everyone. Bye. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year.